Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You heard it during ABC News. What are we in for? Traveling for Thanksgiving. We're looking ahead to Christmas as well. Going to get some details on it now. Joanne Weeks joins us once again. Anytime we talk travel, we love having Joanne Weeks. Uh, and, and we'll tell you where you can find her in just a little while. But Joanne, welcome back to the program. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Always good to talk to you. And we are hearing already the predictions of doom and gloom. What are we going to deal with? Not only here in Kansas City with this is the first Thanksgiving and post Thanksgiving for the new terminal, but nationwide. What are we looking at? Well, um, we are not quite at 2019 levels, but we're up 2.3% from last year. So um, it's going to be busy. Um, Right now, um, we are tracking that, well, what I was reading earlier, that there's going to be 55 million travelers over the Thanksgiving holiday. And most of those, honestly, at this point are going to be driving, um, but a good portion of those are going to be flying. And so that's where... Um, You know, I need to, again, say pack your patience. Um, We do have that beautiful new airport. And if you haven't had the opportunity to experience it, um, you're in for a treat. However, it is set up a little differently than our old one. So you do need to allow yourself plenty of time to get your parking, to get um, through TSA, and to get to your gates. It's just, it's a little bit different, a little bit further. So if you're flying, say, Delta or uh, Southwest, those are in Terminal B, so it just takes you a little bit longer to get there. But, boy, it's worth the wait. It's absolutely beautiful. Let's talk about that window, um, particularly, like you said, if it is people that have not flown through that terminal yet who, in the old terminal, even on Thanksgiving, thought they could get there an hour before, and that's what they wanted to be able to do. What's the window of time so that people are comfortable to get there? Um, a lot of it depends on the time of travel. Um, you know, there's still the other thing I want to mention is there's still a lot of um, construction on I-29 in in so like down in the Berry Road area. So take that in consideration if you're most of us are traveling from south up to the north. Um, take that into consideration um, where you're parking. If you're parking right there at the terminal, it's pretty easy. There's plenty of on-site parking albeit you'll be spending a pretty penny. If you're using an off-site parking, say like parking spot, again, you should have your reservations in now um, just to ensure that there is space, but you have to allot for time for them to come pick you up and then to drop you off. Just a reminder that if you are using an off-site parking um, service like parking spot, they're gonna drop you 
downstairs at where the uh, the arrivals come in at. So you have to come through the door and into the terminal and then go up an elevator or an escalator to your departure area. So that's a little bit different, throws people off. So those are just, again, um, taking a little bit more time than what we normally would have. Honestly, I would say give yourself an hour and a half to two hours. And I know that that sounds a lot, but I would rather have more and be set um, and at the gate on time for any changes or updates than flying by the seat of your pants, literally. That's right. Um, yeah, just, just make sure you have plenty of games on your phone to keep you occupied for a while. Well, and there's a lot of really nice restaurants. Um, there's True a that. lot of um, really fun things. There's a play area for kids. There's a lot of really cool things. So even if you haven't been to the airport then yet, that gives you just another reason to get there early. There's a lot of areas where you like history um, that they've got between the two terminals that they've got kind of a um, virtual history around the area and how everything came to be. It's really nice. So again, give yourself plenty of time. Um, but again, the traffic is going to be another thing. The weather is going to be another thing. Those are all things to take into consideration on your way. So when it comes to, I mean, Thanksgiving travel is different than most of what you deal with at Ascendus Vacations, because we're not talking usually about vacations. We're talking about going back home to visit mom or dad or grandma or grandpa. So the the places where people are going are going to be a lot more scattered out. If we're if we've gotten to this point already where we're talking about less than a week away, I can't imagine what prices are going to look like for going just about anywhere. Right. If you've waited this long to plan, um, you're going to be playing. Excuse me, playing a. I cannot talk today. <laughs> paying a pretty penny is what I'm trying to say. We've been there. I've already started drinking, and it's just not even five <laughs> o'clock yet. Um, <laughs> so the other thing, though, that I would um, bring up, John, to your point, though. There are a lot of uh, multi-generation families that are traveling over yeah. the holidays. So that's where a lot of times, instead of just going to grandma's house, everybody is meeting up and going to, say, Florida or even down to the Caribbean or, you know, doing something a little different where they're all getting their travel um, vacation in together as a family. Um, yeah, I want to talk again about the words being flexible and being creative. Um, if there are delays, if weather becomes a problem, if we have air traffic control problems, if we have staffing problems, travel's already booked, so you can't give yourself a longer layover now, at least not on your own. So talk about the ways that people can kind of make their lives easier and troubleshoot if things come up. Okay, so the first case that you need to do is um, you need to download the app. For your, for your flight, your airline app. Anything that, um, as far as if there's any type of delay or if there's an opportunity to rebook if your flight is canceled or delayed and you're gonna be, have a misconnection perhaps on your, you know, on your way to your next flight, you have the opportunity to be self-sufficient and to rebook that through the app. So that a lot of times will save you the, the time and trouble standing in line there at the airport and it just gives you more control. Um, so that's the first thing that I would recommend. The other is, um, again, be proactive. Uh, don't just stand around and wait for them to, to you know, issue you something. You take it in your hands. Um, so again, if it is a, something that is a, going to throw you off of your next connection, get them creative then. Maybe instead of routing you through Charlotte, maybe they're gonna route you through Atlanta things of that nature there are but 
keep in mind you're talking about one of the busiest times of the year to travel. Yeah. So the odds of there being something else for you to to go to um, as far as an alternate flight is going to be really slim pickets. With the, yeah. So, Go That's go ahead. One thing to consider. Yeah, and and that works very nicely into where I wanted to go with you next, which is the fact that you know how quickly we forget. A year ago, three of the major airlines—American, Delta, Southwest—all within that holiday season had massive computer problems and massive breakdowns that really screwed up travel. It was like a cascade effect, and now we're starting to hear about maybe some of those airlines, and they've only had a year to clean this up, and maybe we're headed back into the same situation with at least one or two of them. Are are you hearing the same thing? Is there a possibility that travel could be screwed up by something that's completely beyond our control? I haven't heard a whole lot on that. Um, I know that they were diligently working on how to ensure that that would not happen again. And I know that they have also ramped up on their uh, employees, their crew. I know that the the ground crew is another one that always seems like that they're either understaffed or um, no shows or, or illness or things of that nature. So um, I, I do know that the major carriers have been working on that. So we're fingers crossed that that's not going to be an issue, but we are still working on it. And I think this is something that people who don't travel on a regular basis are aware of because in most most homes it's like okay we're post pandemic everything's back as as usual yeah there was a huge mass exodus of the travel industry whether it be agents whether it be pilots flight attendants ground crew you name it even down to those that worked in the terminals in you know your food service industry so where it is improved vastly improved it's still in a recovery phase so we are still waiting for that those numbers to still come back up to what they were pre-pandemic so again that's where i think that there's going to be more hiccups again because it's it's all a matter of if there's delays um then you have flight crews that can't work past their eight hours and then you get into all of this it's like a domino effect so i don't know if essentially if it's going to be something computer-based you know, that that's completely out of our control. I think it's going to be more so related to um, actually those in the industry that are working. Which takes us to Christmas and the rumblings that are already happening about the problems that we could see with Southwest again. I learned my lesson last year. I'm driving this year. I'm not going to deal with that again. <laughs> um, so Bless what are heart. you, right? I, I learned two lessons, long connections, which I'm doing for this next trip and drive, if you can just drive. Um, so what are we, what are you hearing about what we're going to experience over Christmas? Um, we haven't heard a whole lot of projections yet. They usually take one, um, one holiday at a time. Um, but I, I would agree with you. Um, you know, it's always, difficult for people to understand why we are um, suggesting a longer layover. Uh, they, they want to get there. They don't want to be sitting in an airport for hours. Just get me to where I need to go. But there is a method to the madness. And for whatever reason, the airlines, we've seen this for the past year, year and a half, they're either really, really short connections, say under an hour, or really, really long connections, like five hours or longer. And so, 
it, again, it depends on the airport, but if you have a connection in Chicago and you have, you know, 50 minutes to get from one gate to another, it's, it's literally going to be really, really hard pressed for time to get there. And that's if you have no other um, delays coming out from, from your first flight, just so that you all know, a, a legal connection in the, in the States, domestic legal connection is 30 minutes. An international legal legal connection is just an hour. Mm. So whereas that's what they give us, that's not what we recommend. And that's if everything is perfectly on time and everything runs its course. And then the gate that you're transferring to is next door to the one <laughs> yeah, that you landed right. in, which is highly unlikely. So just keep that up. <laughs> Very true. Joanne Weeks with us from Ascendus Travel. And I have a quota, Joanne, of at least one really dumb question per interview. So I'm going to try and make it this one. Uh, and I hope this isn't the, the worst question ever. But I want to take that that individual traveler for the Thanksgiving holiday. If you're in that situation, you really don't have a tight schedule. You just want to get to where you're going and you want to go on the cheap. Is Thanksgiving weekend a time when flying standby should even be in your vocabulary? No. <laughs> no. Okay. You're going to be That's there simple. for days. Got it. <laughs> no. I told you. And I will tell you why. And just, you know, Saturday's busy, but Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving is the highest travel day of the year. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, we we didn't really talk about like what the days, what the busy days are, the busiest going, you know, but everybody comes back that Sunday. Everybody comes back that Sunday. Honestly, if you have a morning flight out on Thanksgiving, you're probably going to get a really good deal. Um, primarily, people start Tuesday and Wednesday the, the, before Thanksgiving. But again, it's it's Sunday is the womper. That's the one that everybody and their brother comes home. If you can come home that Monday, you'll save yourself a lot of headache and a lot of money and a lot of time. Got it. Well, listen, if you, thank you for not uh, for not piling on, but I do appreciate the answers. You always make it make so much sense to us. Ascendus is A-C-E-N-D-A-S. And Joanne Weeks, where do we find you online? Ascendus.com. It's as simple and as that. As simple as that. Thank you so much for having me. We always appreciate the time and you know, good luck to those that are traveling over the holidays. Be patient, um, pack snacks and bring your bottle of water. Um, Jamie, have a wonderful time where you're going. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks, Joanne, for coming on with us. Again, if anybody has questions, 913-586-7798. Um, I wanna touch on one quick thing that she talked about with those connections. The most irritating thing right now is that you assume that if an airline gives you a certain amount of time for a connection, they must know what they're talking about, and so it must be possible to make it. You just can't trust the schedules that they set up anymore. They're, they're not considering delays, so you have to kind of know your own stuff there. Yeah, that's why you said, so, I mean, especially if you have a connection, adding that extra time in can be invaluable. I think we've both learned that lesson just lately. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll be back in a couple of minutes on KMBZ. All right. In one year, the small town of Fenton, Louisiana population 226 brought in 1.3 million dollars in traffic tickets and it's getting a lot of attention oh boy is it ever check this out i mean if you want to talk about setting up a situation that is i mean they they call it an example of uh abusive power and i mean if you ever wanted to set up something that was rife for corruption 
it would be exactly this situation. So you've got this tiny little town in Louisiana. And it, look, it's not, it's not the only little town that is a speed trap. Okay? Yeah. It, it just isn't. There's tons of them out there. However, in this case, you have a mayor who is also the judge. So the mayor whose job it is to make sure that the city brings in as much revenue as it possibly can is sitting on the bench judging your civil traffic fines and civil asset forfeiture, which we've talked about before. That's when they stop your car and they say, well, you've got $30,000 in cash in this car. We think that's drug money. And they just take it. And you don't really have any recourse behind all of that. The one who makes the decisions as to whether your fine is going to be enforced or your civil asset forfeiture is legal is the mayor of town. I mean, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. Who also appoints the prosecutor. Yes. Right. Right. So So, uh, I'm sure they probably have met before. (laughs) You think it's possible? In a town of 200 people, I'm guessing they probably have met. Yes. It is called a mayor's court. Uh, which is only found in Louisiana and Ohio. Primary function is processing the traffic tickets written annually by a few police officers where the mayor does a lot of things, is also appoints the prosecutor. And if drivers ask for a trial, decides their guilt or innocence. So if you decide to fight it, he is going to be very motivated to find you guilty, as is the prosecutor who was appointed by this mayor. Yeah, right. So there, surely there's nothing untoward going on until you start to take a look at the numbers. Now, if you're looking at the the average municipality, and this is big city, small town, doesn't make any difference, but just the average incorporated municipality in the United States The number that they give in this article from ProPublica is that about 1.7% of that municipality's money, the revenue that they generate, is going to come in from fines and civil asset forfeiture. In this town, in Fenton, Louisiana, instead of 1.7%, those two things generate (laughs) 92.5% of the town's budget. Because the city is 20 blocks. Yep. And that's it. And so you're not going to get a lot of your money from property taxes, probably, because you don't have a lot of property. You're not going to get a lot of your money from sales taxes because you probably don't have a lot of businesses there. This is the thing that you can do. And and it's just $1.3 million worth. How many people speed through this town? You know, it, it's in, if you're wondering about the geography of it, if you know Louisiana at all, the closest big thing that they said is anywhere near there is Lake Charles. Okay. I need to look at a map, and I should have done this before. Is Fenton, does the, do the city limits of Fenton include any major highway? Uh, Yeah, it's US 165 that goes through town. And that's, I'm guessing, where most of those traffic fines are going to happen. So you've got I-10 goes from Jacksonville, Florida, all the way to Los Angeles, or San Diego, I think is on the other end of it. So it goes all the way across the southern United States, including the southern part of uh, Louisiana. So it goes dead straight all the way across and then into Texas. If you start in Lake Charles and then go up Highway 165, US 165 from I-10, that's how you end up in Fenton. So here's how this could play out. I don't know if this mayor is paid. It's possible he's not because it's such a small town. That does happen a lot, yes. But if he is, 
and he decides that he wants a raise for himself <laughs> and potentially whatever council members there are, uh-huh. he tells his police force, which is probably two or three people maybe, go get tougher on traffic tickets. If you were given it like a five or six mile window before, make it two or three miles an hour and just get harder on tickets, and boom, he's got the money yeah. to give himself the raise. Sure, and and how how much power do they have not only to do that, not only to to start you know cranking up the number of tickets, because look, if you have a 55-mile-an-hour or 45-mile-an-hour speed limit, there is nothing in the world that says you can't ticket somebody for going 46. So if you lower it to that, you could ticket almost everybody who drives through town, especially if they don't know your reputation, so how much power do they have not only not only to do that and kick up the number of tickets that they're writing, but kick up the fines per ticket, too? Oh, man, you could just decide as a mayor and city council, five hundred dollars for a speeding ticket. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah. There was they, they talk about one woman by the name of Nikki Cross. And this is du- direct quote from the article. It says she got her ticket last year. She was returning to Bridge City, Texas, about 70 miles away. She was going to pick up her son after a, a meeting at a, at a client's north of Lake Charles, Louisiana, for her sales job. So she says when she saw the speed limit drop, because of course it does, she hit the brakes but was ticketed for driving 61 in a 50. That's 11 miles an hour over the speed limit. Most of the time to get the really hefty fine, you have to go 15 or, or more. But she was doing 61 in a 50. She said, I told them I was slowing down at the time. I just didn't slam on the brakes to get the speed that I needed to be. Her fine was $210 for going 11 miles an hour over the speed limit. Wow. We'll take a break. I want to talk more about the civil forfeiture part of this as well and and kind of explain how that is affected here also. If you have thoughts, if you think there's nothing wrong with this, somebody just said on the text line, well, don't speed and you don't have to worry about it. I mean, give us a call. 913-586-7798. We'll get more into this one next on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. At what point does this go too far? Uh, You have a town in Louisiana, population 250 or so, 226, I think is what they said, that is getting 92% of its budget from traffic tickets. Uh, $1.3 million is what they brought in last year. It is rare, uh, Louisiana, Ohio, let you do this where there is a mayor's court in a small town that doesn't have, you know, a lot of different people that can be the judge and the prosecutor and all that kind of stuff. So the mayor serves as the judge and appoints the prosecutor. Right. So you you ask a great question kind of leading into this segment of about civil asset forfeiture and how that works into this whole deal. Now, in this town, they said most of that revenue is actually speeding tickets. The, the forfeiture part of it, they don't they don't separate it out on the record, so it's hard to tell. But you can add up the numbers. If you know how many speeding tickets and what they were charging for them, you can kind of figure it out. But the civil asset forfeiture thing is where this really starts to get um, you know, make, makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up because for the couple of folks who said, you know, one was arguing about the definition of a speed trap and, and you know, using that term. Uh, and another one, like you said, said, well, just don't speed. If they want to find a reason to pull you over, they will find a reason to pull you over. And where where things like this have gone wrong in the past is when they concentrate too much on drawing money out of people who live in town. So, I mean, that's when you're going to get the most complaints about it. But if they concentrate on that U.S. Highway 165 that goes through there and just start looking for out-of-state license plates, that doesn't give them a reason to pull you over, but it gives them the impetus to find one. And so you take the next step. All right, civil asset forfeiture. How do they know you have a lot of money in your car? Well, they would have to search your car. And most of us know that if a police officer says, I'm going to need you to open the trunk, you have every right in the world to say, not without a warrant. But um, now we go back to the fact that the mayor is the judge. So where do they have to go to get a warrant? To the guy who's running this system. Uh, yeah, remember, <laughs> the mayor's in control of the budget. I yeah. think that's what people have to remember here, is that the mayor's, his job is to do the budget. Yes, Here. it's a massive conflict of interest because he's the one who has every interest in the world in raising the town's bottom line and doing it any way he can. So if what would if, if what would pass is probable cause for a warrant 20 miles away in Lake <laughs> Charles, Louisiana, wouldn't you know if, if, if they have something that wouldn't pass for a probable cause in Lake Charles, maybe it would pass in this little town. Because the mayor's the one who wants the money and is sending the cops out there to go get it. I mean, it's there's way too much power concentrated in one person who has the ability to manipulate all of the other pieces that are involved in this. Okay, so what's the alternative then? Um, Because I could see the mayor saying... We're a small town of 226 people. We don't have anyone qualified to be the prosecutor. We don't have anyone qualified to be a judge. So what are, What am I supposed to do then? I don't know if this mayor has a law degree or whatever, but could he, like, if he if he's not the judge, could he, could he be the prosecutor? 
he could. Uh, I mean, I guess he could do any job that he wants to at that point. I mean, it almost becomes a joke of how many different hats right. is this guy wearing. Um, but uh, you really... The the answer to that question about how, well, if we can't run things this way, how are we supposed to run things? Well, you look at every other small town in outstate Missouri and how they do things. And normally, if you're a small enough town that you can't afford your own police force, what do you do? You farm it out to the county. Right. Right. It makes me wonder, and I don't know what the law is in Louisiana, but this can't be the only small town that would have that problem. Like, why is it? Well, this is why they have the mayor's court, as I answer my own question. I ask, why is this a city thing, not a county thing? Yeah. Why don't you just have, why doesn't this all just go to the county and have a county prosecutor for speeding tickets? But here, you have a city court for that, so yeah. I guess that's why. Because he doesn't want it to, that's why. Right. <laughs> and he doesn't want it to because $1.3 million, that's why. I'm amused at how many of you on the text line are defending this, <laughs> are okay with this. Because the argument is, well, just don't speed. Like I said, never... if they want to find a reason to pull you over, they will find a reason to pull you over. Yeah, I, I guess you're okay with that until you're the person uh -huh. that just got hit with a $500 fine for going five miles over the speed limit. And back to John's point, the bigger issue here is the conflict of interest. You're right, just don't speed. But the bigger, the bigger issue is the mayor's in control of the budget. And so the mayor can call the cops and say, I want you guys to really crack down. The bigger issue is the mayor's also the judge. And so the judge is just going to find everybody guilty. Of course. Yeah. No matter what. Would you ever have a fair shake in a court in front of a judge who's also the mayor? When, right. you're, when you're talking about trying to argue why you shouldn't have to pay the $210 fine. 913-586-7798. I just, have there been lawsuits filed over this at all? Not, you, is it in here? not that they outlined in this. Um, I mean, they seem to be shining the light on it. And I mean, there are a lot of people who are getting really, really upset about the fact that this exists. But uh, yeah, is anybody going for uh, a bigger kind of, you know, uh, you know, maybe a federal look at this or a statewide, you know, for the state of Louisiana to go and check in? I'm not sure. There's some stuff in here saying there was a 1972 case where somebody contested two $50 traffic tickets in Ohio, where they also have a mayor's court saying he was denied a fair trial because the mayor who ruled against him, also the judge, was responsible for law enforcement and producing revenue. Yeah. That case went to the U.S. Supreme Court, 72 decision. Judge Brennan said the issue turned on whether the mayor can be regarded as an impartial judge. Brennan said he can't if he presides over the court and manages the town's finances. So exactly what we're talking about here. Um, a week later, the Louisiana Attorney General's office told Louisiana towns with mayor's courts, assess whether you're in a similar situation here. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, now to add on top of that, the fact that they also outline, and I'm trying to find the, the particular part of the article that addresses this, but they outlined uh, some emails and text messages that had gone back and forth between the mayor and the cops. And there, there were a lot of um, allusions to somebody's attitude. Like, yeah, we're going to find we're going to find this guy because he's a jerk. And it's that kind of thing that can happen when you have a system like this set up where they decide who's innocent and who's guilty or who's going to get fined and who's not going to get fined. I mean, it's never a good idea to be real lippy with a cop. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's a mystery to much of anybody. But when you're being when you're actually dictating your own fine based on that rather than based on what you did again it just shows when you concentrate that much power what kind of abuses there can be
913-586-7798. Deanna has called us up out of Missouri. Hi, Deanna. Hi. Yeah, I called in because in our small town, there's um, similar things that happen. And the one day I was substitute teaching at the high school, and I got to be released with all of the kids. And right at the exit, where you can pull out as one of the exits, there's a stop sign. There's a police officer standing in the intersection motioning for us to go ahead and go. So, of course, we just stop at the stop sign. And then I get down to the next street, and it's blocked off by a police officer pulling all of us over, and we all got ticketed for running the stop sign. <laughs> Even though you were waved through it. Wow. Yes. Oh, did you fight it? I didn't because it's similar. In order to fight it, you have to go and you have to pay a court cost. Oh. So the ticket was $110. The court cost is 99 that you don't get back. And then it's ruled by the police department. The court is held at the police department. So you might as well pay the ticket. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've. Oh man, that's awful. That's a, it's a funny story, but unfortunately, I'm sure it wasn't funny at the time, and you had to shell out the money. No, it wasn't, and and I wish I would have fought it harder because yeah. that I had it on my insurance for years to come. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Deanna, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, uh, we. I actually got ticketed one time. This is many, many years ago. When uh, And I was going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. It was this same situation where the speed limit dropped. So what do they do? They posted a cop right there where, where the speed limit dropped. And, of course, I blew through at 55 because that's how fast the speed limit was right up until that point. And he got me. Um, and and it, the deal was at that point, if you paid the $75, and that's that's how much the ticket was, if you just agreed to pay it, then no points on your license, and okay. no and no further action at all. But if you took it to court, exactly the same thing she just said. It was $150 in court costs just to even have the privilege of being able to fight it. And then if you fought it and lost, on top of that $150, you'd have to pay the $75 bucks for the ticket and you would get points on your license. What would make you lose if you were to go to court to fight a traffic ticket? If they've got the radar showing you were speeding. Yeah. Aren't you guilty? Actually, I mean, in, in this case, I wouldn't have been. I, I didn't. It was my fault for not knowing the law well enough. This happened in Illinois. And there is in the in the laws of the state of Illinois, it says you cannot run speed. You can't run radar within 250 feet of a change in speed limit. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But I didn't he, know that. And he was. So he was running speed illegally. If I had known that at the time, I would have gone to court and I would have beaten it. Several of you were saying on the text line, as you continue to argue in favor of this, that usually when a speed limit drops that much, there's a sign saying reduced speed ahead. Usually. And that would be your warning. Um, because in the story here uh, that was in this story, there was a woman that said the alternative was me slamming on my brakes. Yeah. Which I said could cause an accident then. Sure. And, you know? and, and if you slam on your brakes, you could be accused of uh, careless driving. So they can mm -hmm. still pull you over. Um, and, and I mean, the, the key word in that is usually. Yeah, you're right. Usually there is a sign like that. Not always. We can go back to the phones here. Uh, Lewisburg, talk to Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, how you doing this morning? Doing fine. Right. How you doing? Okay. There used to be a system like that in Wyandotte County years ago when they had constables and justice of the peace. You had no chance. I experienced it personally when I was a teenager. I was speeding. Yeah. 
Constable stopped me, pulled me over, wrote me a ticket, had, had me follow him to the Justice of the Peace House. What a up in, I think it was Hillcrest, and went in, he, guilty right there on the spot. Yeah, right. Nothing you, you were, could do about it. You were guilty when you walked in the door, man. <laughs> yeah. I was guilty when the cops stopped me. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it isn't that way anymore, and I'm, I'm sorry you got hung up by it at the time, but that goes exactly to what we're saying. The whole point is that whether you, whether you were speeding is secondary. Yes, it is part of the issue, but like we keep saying, if they want to find a reason to pull you over, they're going to find a reason to pull you over. But what your justice is supposed to be blind. I mean, this is like anything else. You were innocent until proven guilty if you decide to fight it. Now, if you just go ahead and pay the fine, then you go ahead and pay the fine, which is what they want you to do anyway. But you should at least have the right to go in to an impartial court and state your case. And if you're found guilty, that should be based on the evidence, not based on we need a new fountain in the middle of town. Right. Or again, I want a raise. Or I want or a raise. I want a new city hall. Exactly. Or a new computer for city hall or whatever would benefit yeah. the mayor. Because the argument that's coming in on the text line is basically corruption is okay as long as you were doing something wrong. <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay. <laughs> it, it's not. I mean, yeah. Uh, even uh, Again, even conflicts of interest like that, there's reasons why this sort of thing has been outlawed in 48 out of 50 states. If you want to get further into this, 913-586-7798. We're getting a lot of comments. We'll get to more of this next on KMBZ. So when are you good with corruption? When is that okay with you? Uh, in Louisiana, uh, there's a lot of conversation about this town where you have the same guy that is the mayor, the judge, and he appoints the prosecutor. Yes, and uh, by the way, to, to clear something up about the change in speed limit and all of that, uh, I've spent the last few minutes just traveling US 165 all the way through beautiful Fenton, Louisiana, and where the speed limit drops from 65 to 50 as you enter town, there is wow. no there is no other sign there. There is nothing that warns of a drop in speed limit, nothing. Just one sign that says speed limit 50. That's it. Did you say 65 to 50? It goes down 15 miles an hour from 65 to 50 as you enter town. Okay. I, boy, I, and that's just I wonder that if the road. law says you have to. Yeah, and, and that's just that one road. That, I mean, US 65 is the big one that goes through town, but it's not the only one. Let's go to uh, Warrensburg and bring Greg in. Hey, Greg. Hey. Dash cam, dash cam, dash cam. I drive a truck for a living. And there's a lot. I've got, gotten out of three tickets because we're guaranteed income. If we don't pay our tickets, we don't work. So they let cars go by us, and they'll pull us over for five mile an hour over the speed limit. <laughs> and there's cars passing you. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's always a pain. So how have you how have you beaten them? What what system did you use to be able to beat the ticket? I just took the uh, you just take the disc or the chip out of your your dash cam. Yeah. To court. And they have the, every court has the way to read it. And you show it to them. You're like, okay, here I am. And here's the nine cars that went by me at 80 miles an hour. And I'm doing 70, you know? Okay. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and they've actually let you offer that. That's interesting. Uh, so just yeah. by saying other cars were going faster than I was, you were, right. you're basically saying I was being targeted. Exactly. Okay. That's the, and, and the cops will tell us that. You're a guaranteed income for us. We know you're going to pay this ticket or you don't work. 
Gotcha. Wow. Uh, wild. Greg, yeah, yeah, thanks a lot for the call, man. Uh, so, again, it's it's about generating revenue. It's not about public safety or anything else. It's we want the money, and we know you're going to pay it. Uh, let's keep going here. Dave is next up out of Blue Springs. Hi, Dave. Hey. Um, good morning, guys. Um, morning. First of all, I think this is a maybe a bit complicated, but but – and a way for Louisiana to do the right thing. I don't know if they could do it because they're, you know, they're such a poor state, but Missouri has a rule. Um, and that's probably the wrong term. I don't know if statutes the right term, but a city can only allocate a certain percentage of their budget to traffic violations uh, for income. And you need to look this up because I don't have it in front of me, but Lone Jack and the city or township of Randolph, which I don't believe, I think they're unincorporated now, but they were at 435 and 210. Um, those two cities, among others in Kansas City, were uh, hammered really, really bad, fined a huge amount for violating that statute for lack of a better term. Um, you know, I, Lone Jack on 50 Highway, if you were going two over, you you were in, if they were out there, you were getting a ticket and it was 200 bucks. Uh, this, wow. The state audited several cities years back and uh, uh, hit them with some pretty high fines. And I really, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I think that's what ran Randolph out of out of being incorporated. I, I have it sitting in front of me right now, and you're absolutely right. Uh, in Missouri, traffic ticket collections are capped at 35% of a town's revenue. 35%, Correct. which is a third of what they're doing in this town in Louisiana. Uh, all right. right. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Um, that, that Lone Jack is a, a town I've never been to, but, but I have heard that about that. That they will, that they're very, very strict. Uh, it's like driving through Stark, Florida. It's the same thing. If you're going 36 and a 35, prepare to get pulled over. And some of us just kind of know those towns wherever we go. Yep. You just kind of know. I know that about a couple places back home, too, where they're just, they have that reputation and they earned it. Yeah. And he may be right. I mean, the reason why Louisiana apparently doesn't cap that, because if they did, they wouldn't be allowed to do this is because you know he's able to cry poor to the state legislature. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining the conversation here. Coming up in the next hour, we got to talk about whether we're getting a new Bucky's here somewhere and Popeyes as well. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. 
Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.